Hello and welcome back for another season of Matchpoint. Today, this is the fourth episode I'm doing, and happy spring semester. This is the new, uh, the first episode of the new season, and I decided to talk on a rather controversial topic to start the semester, and this is the topic of is dance an art or a sport? In my opinion, opinion, if you can compete, it's a sport. If there are places, the first, the second, the third, it's a sport. If there isn't, it's an art. I have some people here that are going to maybe prove my point, maybe disprove my point. Uh, so I'm introducing you to my guest, Kristina, uh, Kristina Petrova, and Georgia Nyamova. You can say something about Hello yourself, everyone. guys. <laughs> Hi, guys. Okay, so. Do you want to present yourself briefly? Who are you? Maybe what are you studying? You know? <laughs> okay, sure. So um, I'm Christina, as you said. I'm 20 years old and this is my second year here at the UBG. I'm double majoring in journalism and mass communication and business administration. Um, I have been dancing for a very decent part of my life, probably for around 10 years, unfortunately. I don't dance anymore but dancing still have a very special place in my heart and I think that this will, this will stay like that forever. Um, currently I'm as I said studying um, and yes that's Okay, it. Georgia? Okay, um, I'm Georgia, I'm also second year at AOBG, I'm probably gonna major uh, majoring in uh, political science and also psychology. I'm still dancing and I have been dancing since I can remember. I started in the kindergarten and it was it is my passion and uh, now I'm still developing these skills and yeah. Georgia is a choreographer in the musical right now. Yeah. You're, I don't one of the choreographers in the music. Yeah, yeah, one of the choreographers. I don't know. I'm very bad at dancing. Everyone <laughs> that has ever seen me dancing knows that. Um, yeah. So, okay. So, I am starting. I will start the conversation by. So when I was preparing for the show today, I was, you know, covering or like gathering opinions across the internet. Is dancing a sport? Isn't it sport? And yeah, so the definition of sport that I found that I like is that sport is an activity involving physical ex exer exertion and skill with an individual or team competing against, uh, against others for entertainment. And in all senses of this definition, yes, dance can be considered a sport. So what do you think about that? You have. Uh, you can start. Okay. <laughs> so I think that this is, for a fact, very controversial, and I personally don't have a specific opinion whether it is a sport or an art. I think it depends on the viewpoint, because in its nature, dancing, like it comes from your soul. It's something that you have to feel. It's there are no exact rules. There are no like no frame that you have to fit in. So in that sense, I consider it art. But. Uh, keeping in mind that in my, oh, I'm gonna call it dancing career, mm -hmm. like not really, yeah. 
I've participated in many competitions and when it comes to that it honestly feels like sport because there are rules you have uh, to fit in a specific time frame there are specific elements that have to be incorporated in your dance in order to fit into a specific category and you compete against other people so it's basically a sport and honestly it involves a lot of physical activity a lot of endurance a lot of um, mental and physical strength so it's I would say way harder than some sports. Yeah, I think, yeah. yeah. Georgia, do you have something to add? Of course, this is a big, <laughs> <laughs> um, big topic for me because dancing, as we know, it's, it's accepted as a sport, but actually it's a kind, um, it's kind of art. And when you create something, you need to put your heart in it to share that emotion that you experience in the moment. And, uh, and it is not only physical and mental preparation for it, you need to feel that to have passion for it. Um, also, there, there are differences between, for example, uh, different kinds of dancing. And for some, you have to be more physically prepared, or for others, you need to build that character that you're presenting at the moment. And there are a lot of specific um, um, details that you need to keep in your mind while you're dancing and performing. And for example, I can say that uh, about gymnastics, it's uh, a way more kind of sport than um, form of art because uh, you need to follow some rules and you need to be that uh, to build that flexibility that strength but uh, to make a comparison for example to the ballet it's way more different because you also have that um, strict rules to follow but you need to present what you're feeling in the moment and to um, create that character that you're presenting and yeah okay it's so special moment so you said you both said that you know it depends on the type of dancing that you are into and i will take you a step back and i will first i will said what I found about competitive dancing and then maybe you can share with us what what is your uh, type of dancing that you have performed so competitive dance is a popular widespread sport in which competitors perform dances in any of the several permitted dance styles such as acro ballet contemporary jazz hip-hop lyrical modern musical theater tap and improv before a common group of judges so, I don't know. These are the these are the permitted dance styles, but still, what was your your type of dancing when you were when you were competing? Um, honestly, I think I've competed in probably, if not all, then most of these dances. Um, my main type of dancing was contemporary dancing and modern ballet, but I've also participated in acro, in uh, musical theater. Um, there is also another category called open, which involves again its combination of different styles. Also, I've participated in national dances, um, so almost all of them, but mainly contemporary and modern, and, and also ballet. 
the classical ballet. Classical ballet, yeah, exactly. Georgia? Yeah, I could say that the same to me because um, when it comes to competition, there are different categories and for each category, there are, again, some requirements that you should follow. And classical ballet is... Um, something that is uh, created uh, years ago and everything that is passed from that specific period of time it's um, interpretation of the ballet and it's accepted to be known as um, modern ballet and the, the category that I, I've been dancing um, at most of the time is uh, lyricals and contemporary as yeah. well which is uh, the most popular nowadays I could say because you have uh, more freedom to express um, that flexibility and you have um, more um, durations and um, that approach to the audience to, to come up with more uh, different movements than the specific ones. Uh, in contemporary you have a lot more freedom to express yourself and to communicate a message to the audience in comparison to classical ballet or acro because there are like more specific rules to follow and they're more they put you into a box let's say okay from the point of view of dancers what would you say includes the contemporary type of dance and does it how how often does it change for example when you started like 15 years ago let's say what was it when what was it when you with now or when you finish dancing you stop dancing you know does it change it certainly does i think that contemporary dancing uh, was originally emerged like 50 years ago with martha graham i'm pretty mm -hmm. sure she's one of the founders yeah she's one of the founders and after that it evolved a lot but it honestly is a combination of both like everything pretty much is built on the basis of classical ballet but um like people back in the years decided that it's too restrictive and it's time to change something because classical ballet originates from like the 17th century something like that a long time ago yeah, yeah. so uh, there should be made some change and that's the way they invented contemporary dancing but ever since it evolved a lot um, I think there's a lot more um, purely like more acro gymnastic elements, mm -hmm. combination of this different classical moves, and I know it evolves every day. It's very difficult to say like this and this change. Mm -hmm. True. And what I can add to this is that the thing that is important for uh, contemporary dances uh, is breathing. Every uh, movements follow with your breathing. When you breathe in you have that uh, movement that is within inside of you and when you breathe out it's more openly expressed and that is the main idea of contemporary you follow your breath while you're dancing exactly and there are no like strict forms everything mm -hmm. is more soft more smooth, like yeah. more smooth exactly mm -hmm. and you have to build from uh, you have to move from the core the core of your body is the main point that moves you Okay, so if I can take you back in time when you started dancing as kids, like, do you remember how you started? How did you feel about it? Was it something that you liked in the beginning or it was something that your parents forced you to do, you know? Do you want to go first? You can go. 
<laughs> okay. So my story with dancing began how old am I? 20, so like 16 years ago. I was four when my mother bring brought me um, to home with a lot of, with a lot of kids and I didn't really realize why am I there and what was I supposed to do. Uh, it was actually the first type of dance that I ever trained. It was sport dances, um, not like sport and standard dances. Latino, um, tango, like this type. Uh, but I didn't like it at all. I stayed there for like from four to six years old. I have just found a partner and I told my mother, I cannot do this anymore, I don't like it, I quit. And after that, she put me into rhythmic gymnastics, and this was where my heart belonged. I fell in love with it, uh, and I trained up until I was like 10 years old. But unfortunately, my parents were very busy with work, and they were not able to bring me re to regular trainings, and I had to quit that as well. But I was super determined that I want to continue training, and this is how I stumbled upon uh, contemporary dancing. Actually, my friends have just started uh, training and I was like, can you can I come along with you? I want to see what it's all about. And yeah, the first time I tried, I was in the fifth grade and I just entered the room. I saw my trainer, I saw all the amazing girls. They were all older than me. They had beautiful bodies. They were like amazing. And I was like, okay, this is my place. This is what I want to do. And I did that for like, eight years i think okay i'm not going to ask why you quit now but i'm going okay. to ask after that okay so georgia okay the story about me was as, as i before it started when i was in the kindergarten i loved uh, dancing from that little and young age and i never stopped to be honest after that um but i quit dancing um before I went to school because my father wanted to to go to attend gymnastics classes and for one year I was doing that but after that my mother found her um, because from with my coach they known each other from before and they met and she then was like you're going to dancing with Mariana she's uh, that is her name of my coach and since then I'm never changed that place and I'm glad that I'm it uh, with the, with these people and we are like big family you know when you're in a team you feel that kind of connection with everyone from the club and it's really special and they become your second family and you develop as a character as uh, something that you could never experience from other place and it's really beautiful to be in part of it yeah. are you still par uh, pr practicing with them um, when I have time and when I'm in Plovdiv because they're they are there yeah and yeah did you quit because of AUBG? Uh, I am not like quit fully, but uh, I'm still attending um, Academy of um, Dancing Arts. So I'm still still developing that part of my life. And I want to continue dancing as well. That's why I'm in the musical 
and also at the same time I'm still learning to have that um, degree about it. Yeah. And to have the chance to teach youngsters. Okay, so this sounds like a very interesting story. So let's keep the let's keep our vi- li- listeners, you know, let's keep the attention oh, now gosh. and have a short music break. Uh, so you know they come like our our listeners. They you know continue listening to us in a few minutes after they chill a bit with some songs, and we're going to be back in like six minutes, I think. Parties in a deadly silhouette. She loves the cocaine, but cocaine don't love her back. When she's upset, she talks to Maury and takes deep breaths. She's a 90s supermodel. Uh, way back in high school, when she was a good Christian, I used to know her, but she's got a new best friend. A drag queen named the Virgin Mary takes confessions. She's a 90s supermodel. Yeah, she's a master, my compliments If you want to love her, just deal with her She'll never love you, more than money and cigarettes Every night's a heartbreak Hey, don't think about it, hey, just let her go Cause her boyfriend is a rock and roll Save her every moment till she has to go She's working around the clock When you're not looking She's stealing your bossy yacht Low-waisted pants on only fans I'd pay for that She's a 90s supermodel Yeah, she's a master My compliments If you want to love her Just deal with her She'll never love you You just look a bit like her dad Every night Stop. 
down, ready to attack now. Pulling the parking lot slow with the lockdown. Convicts got the whole thing packed now. Step in the club, the wardrobe intact now. I feel it's on and crack now. Ooh, I see it's all at back now. I'ma call them, then I put the mat down. Money no problem, pocket full of that now. That now. I feel you creeping, I can see it from my shadow. shadow. Wanna jump up in my Lamborghini Gallardo. Maybe go to my place and just kick it like Tybo. To the chase, no time to waste. Back to my place, bust from the club to the cribs like a mile away. I'm more like a palace, shall I say? And plus, I got a pal if he gallows game. In fact, he's the one singing the song that's playing. Hey, girl, I feel you creeping, I can see it from my shadow. My shadow. Wanna jump up in my Lamborghini Gallardo? Maybe go to my place and just kick it like Tybo. Impossibly, then you're over. Look back and watch me smack that. No less than three Block real style like we Girl, I can tell you want me Cause lately I feel you creeping I can see it from my shadow Wanna jump up in my Lamborghini Gallardo Maybe go to my place And just kick it like Tybo Impossibly then you're over Look back and watch me smack that Okay, we're back. And I think it's time to start uh, uh, talking about, you know, your extended experience, you know, your competitions, some, you know, memories that you have, like some, let's say, biggest challenges, like most important moments. And yeah, do we want to start by like, how did your career went, you know? You go first. <laughs> this time. Um, from where do you want me to start? I don't know from where you want to. You can start from the beginning if you want. Okay. Probably with the first competition. Yeah, what you was your... It? Do um, you remember your first competition? Actually, no, I don't remember, but I remember the first dance that I have with my team. And it was um, in the square of the of Plovdiv, and it was March. It 
wasn't that specific kind of dance and not so difficult, but it keeps a special place in my heart because it, you know, it's um, time the first time that you have with uh, your mm, with your people around you and you're at that uh, early age that uh, you are still don't know what is going on, how <laughs> to uh, be organized about the costumes, uh, about you don't know so much about makeup <laughs> and you start learning about it. Well, how old were you? Uh, eight. Okay. Eight years old, yeah. But I remember that I was the, um, the whole body was covered with a black um, costume. Like tracksuit. Yeah, like a tracksuit. Yeah, and above it, above it, we had a red jacket and a big hat, and it was a memorable experience because. Um, you are the first time in front of the audience and you're like shocked what is going on what i'm gonna do now i need to follow uh the music think about the other people on the stage how am i looking right now and stuff like that yeah. and it's really again special yeah, yeah. What about your first experience? <laughs> I was trying to remember which was my first competition and I'm pretty sure it was in my hometown in mm -hmm. Burgas. So I was... Um, do you hear me? Okay. So yeah, uh, I was 11 uh, in my first competition and I remember my first dance as well. I don't really remember the moves, but the song that we played on was by Abru Avril Lavigne and it still plays <laughs> in my heart <laughs> to this date. Uh, yeah, and it was like, it's a dear memory. And you talked about makeup. So mm -hmm. dancing and makeup, especially like uh, competitive dancing, they go hand to hand. But when you're like eight, nine, ten, you don't know how to put on makeup. And you have to learn <laughs> quick and how to do your hair. And uh, like I trained with my two best friends. They're twins. And I remember that the day before the competition, the three of us went to some like beauty shop. I think it was, no, I don't know if it, it was them because probably still didn't exist back then, but uh, like store like that. And we were like, okay, we're gonna buy makeup now. We have to look amazing for our first competition. And we bought the cheapest black eyeliner, orange foundation and red lipstick. And I'm pretty sure foundation. that, yeah, <laughs> that if I uh, take a look at a photo from so long time ago I will uh, probably want to hide myself <laughs> but I thought back then that that was so cool and we were all looking like that like 10 small girls yeah. 10 11 oh black eyeliner bright red lipstick and orange foundation amazing yeah, <laughs> yeah we always start like that <laughs> okay so after that how did your careers expand where did you go some like your biggest competitions Probably I I have that I had that experience abroad and that was my biggest um, competition that I ever attend and there was many times times that my team me and my team were in Serbia because they they were some international uh, concerts and competition as well and they give uh, scholarships and stuff like that and financial support that um, 
really helped me to build up more confidence in myself and I see that I'm still going on in that process that could be uh, really beneficial in the end and your hard work in the end pays off and this is really cool because uh, during uh, competitions you can check your uh, level of advance and your level of dancing and performing and it's good to uh, give yourself feedback of your work during that time and yeah how do you so how do does the judges um you know judge you like <laughs> is it points is it how how does it happen usually Um, well, in different competitions, there are different rules, like different scales that the judges use. Um, I'm pretty sure like the, the biggest competition that I participated in was um, the World Dance Cup, uh, Dance Star in Croatia back in 2016 and 2017. And um, the frame which the judges used there was like, there were, um, how do I call them, like few points that they have to grade from a scale from one to ten mm -hmm. for instance um, per, like show performance flexibility um costumes. how costumes, costumes yeah expression mm -hmm. um complicity choreography choreography well. yeah like there are ten key points that they have to keep track of and they give them like points for instance from one to ten they give uh, costumes ten but um, performance 8.9 something like that and yeah. after that they uh, like they're usually from three to five judges mm -hmm. and they have to um, unite themselves like after each category they gather to talk about the results and to talk about their opinion regarding dances that they just saw and they come up with um, Uh, with winners like they come up with the three best dances and they have to decide which is the best second best and third best okay and how much you know what are the parallels with rhythmic gymnastics for example you know uh, it like in my head it's like the two rival rivals you know <laughs> the sport and the art and you know so how are like they similar or different you know Um, well, they have some similarities, but they're very, very different. Um, for me personally, rhythmic gymnastics was a great foundation for dancing, because in dancing you have to be like very flexible, and all these complex elements which you <coughs> apply in the dances, um, I already have developed them while I was training rhythmic gymnastics. For instance, oh, the cat wheels, front, back, uh, splits, stuff like that. So it helps as a foundation, but... If you have to compare them, mm, rhythmic gymnastics, first of all, the competitions look very different. There you have to participate with different objects, as you we all know. Also, the grading is different, and there are way more specific rules. For instance, you have a set of elements that have to be incorporated in um, the whole thing that you have to come up with. And yeah, there is some expression, there is some art. Especially in Bulgaria, there is a lot of dance elements in... Um, rhythmic gymnastics but still a lot more strict a lot more specific and i'd say that you have to fit more in a specific frame than it is with dancing yeah true i totally agree with you and from my experience probably rhythmic gymnastics um, um 
requires uh, requires more uh, flexibility and it doesn't matter how you're gonna lift your leg or how you're gonna make a bridge for example the idea is to be the the bigger the better and um, that is the important how you're gonna be more flexible and how you're gonna perform it even when you're jumping for example even higher and while uh, in dancing it's not that important such stuff but the emotion that you're uh, expressing to the audience and uh, the whole character that you are presenting that is the essential idea of uh, the contemporary dances ballet even um, there are some characteristical dances for example you're playing some kind of an animal or some kind of a Mm, you have to fit in a character like yeah yeah it is like acting Mm -hmm. kind of and there are also specific elements that you need to involve and for the gymnastics um it is mm, it doesn't matter how you're gonna jump or how you're gonna turn the beautiful things comes when you do it even harder even bigger and more in an expressive way but while dancing it's another level of um, creativity you need to put your heart in it and to um, develop that idea of uh, what you have started before that and when you go out on stage you start with one expression and you need to finish it with that expression you have to you don't have to stop uh fitting in that uh model that you're gonna present yeah but while in the again in comparison to gymnastic it doesn't matter facial expression and the gestures that you're using while you're performing it kind of matters but not that much definitely and i think that in rhythmic gymnastics and also in acrobatics Mm -hmm. the coaches are tougher and more brutal i mean in dancing it's the same but it's on another level Mm-hmm. What what would you say is the biggest challenge of being a dancer then? Probably meeting expectations. Do you want to elaborate? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, well, I'll try because there are expectations from coaches, from the audience, from the judges, from the whole dancing community, which could be toxic sometimes. Mm-hmm. And you have to fit in a specific character. Like, I, uh, as I said, gymnastics is more brutal, but some things are the same in dancing. For instance, mm, you have to look a certain way. And even if you're really good, if you do not perfectly fit into this mold, you'll still be mm, like some sort of a punished for that. There's going to be some deduction of your points. If you're, especially this, this became a problem. Uh, when like me and all of my group and we started growing up and we entered like teenage years basically your body changes and uh, you don't look like 13 and 14 you can look very different and this starts to become a problem both your um, coaches and in competitions even if you're very good they start making comments about that your movement kind of change and this definitely affects your overall performance so 
And not only that, also like the way you express yourself, it could make sense for you and it could be beautiful for you, but it's very subjective and not everybody may like it. Hmm, true. And I think that the most, uh, the highest expectation comes from yourself. When you put your uh, level and your ground at the highest, it doesn't matter who, uh, what other people are talking to you. The things that you want from yourself are the most important. And sometimes uh, you need to keep the balance in order to keep going in an in a proper way because sometimes when you follow that desire to be that good to have the professional um, professional model that you need to follow it's sometimes tough to mm, to manage all the things at at the one t at the same time and uh, the the thing that you need to follow is your um, is your intuition. This is really important because you need to follow it, and it doesn't matter what other people are saying you uh, saying to you. You need to keep going and follow your dreams because in the end, you are performing you set your limits and you are the person who um, allows to yourself to have that freedom and that uh, flexibility and if you work hard you could reach that top level of your dreams or whatever yeah basically you you're your yeah. hardest judge mm -hmm. <laughs> and, yeah my um, coach always used to say perfectionism kills art and creativity so mm -hmm. you better fix that yeah but <laughs> On, on the other side, it's important not to stay on your comfort zone because exactly. it kills yeah. you. So keep it's yeah. A, yeah, like it's walking on a tightrope. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, Christina, you said that you don't train anymore, unlike mm. Georgia. Why did you have to quit? Does it have anything to do with, you know, you said when you entered your teenage years, it started to get harder? Yeah. I mean, it's like it was a complex decision. Um, it was um, an end result of a lot of factors. So I quit when I was, um, I think, 17, 18. I was in the 12th grade. And back then, like, I had some issues, a lot of issues actually in my teenage years with body image, eating disorders, and a lot of that. And this definitely influenced me. But Still, I continued dancing despite that. My breaking point was the moment where, uh, like, almost all of the people in my group, we all were in the seven, uh, in the twelfth grade, and we had a big fight with our coach because she didn't really understand that we also had to go to school and that we also have some other um, other things to do. For instance, applying for colleges, preparing for exams. And we were still ready to dedicate our time, but not as much as she expect, expected from us to do. So um, we all came up with the decision that we're going to quit as a team. Wow. And, yeah. The dedication. Once a team, mm -hmm. always a team. Yes. <laughs> I mean, these girls were more than my family. I grew up in that with them. I saw them more often than my parents. <laughs> so, yeah. After that, we actually continued to dance... Um, 
in concerts for one year, like probably one more year. And after that, we all separated because we went to different colleges in Bulgaria and abroad. And I mean, I still talk to them when I get the chance, but unfortunately, neither of us danced anymore. I mean, yeah, that's... I mean, I understand I have been a sp- an athlete myself, but we are entering the concluding part of our show. So we will have a short music break again. Again, all of the music that is played in the show is chosen by my my guests. So we're going to hear Seventh Knee by Mulets. This is George's choice and Photograph by Ed Sheeran. And then we'll be right back to conclude our talk and to I have some more interesting questions for my guests. And yeah, we will be right we will be right back in a few minutes. Айде викиме по име, просто погледним ме, тоя живот се премине ми после пак избирам теб. Айде викиме по име, просто погледним ме, тоя живот се премине ми после пак избирам. Душите танцуват без лобир и дума, червения обум и ме връща, още малко да остана. Без време е за двама Сега тичам за прича И вричам се пиша И кича се пишно И питаме някакъв чичко Наред ли е всичко А как да му кажа, че ме обичаш И в понеделник и в моята страшна зима Ти поле от слънчо гледа И макар и кар високо съм, но ти си моя сенник Моя душева мир, къде те намери? Дай ми седем дни да си припомняме спомени Седем дни да седим и да спорим Седем дни без грижи разсеяни Ако те пипна, няма да пусна Ако те вкуси, аз ще пия, ще се пръсна Ако те видя, секундата сцепвам за да те попия Ако те пипна, няма да пусна Ако те вкуси, аз ще пия, ще се пръсна Ако те видя, Секундата сцепвам за да те попия Хайде викай ме по име Просто погледни ме Тоя живот ще премине ми После пак избирам теб Хайде викай ме по име Просто погледни ме Тоя живот ще премине ми После пак избирам не те мразят цвете мое, просто не се обичаме Родени от чужда болка, пак на себе си се вричаме И пак си обещаваме какви няма да бъдем Секунди след срока на годност, пак смиваме горчивия въглед Кураж, кураж, мое мило сърце Си казвам всеки път, когато трябва да ме носиш на ръце Още сричаме, искам да пише, още тичаме Искам да дишам, още дърпаме, трябва да пусна Още само натушваме, искам да вкуса От послето ми, ей, ей, от послето ми Преплетени в молитва, пръстите ми в едно Пак към тебе викат като клони на дърво Преплетени в молитва, пръстите ми в едно Пак, ей, ако те пипна, няма да пусна Ако те вкуся, ще пия, ще се пръсна Ако те видя, секундната сцепвам, за да те попия Ако те пипна, няма да пусна Ако те вкуся, ще пия, ще се пръсна Ако те видя, Секундата сефам, за да те попия 
Hajde vikaj me po ime Prosto pogledi me To ja život što je premine Mi posle pak izbiram te Hajde vikaj me po ime Prosto pogledi me To ja život što je premine Mi posle pak izbiram
We listened to Seven Knee by Mullet and Photograph by Ed Sheeran. And we're now entering the concluding part of our show when we're kind of making amends and talking about everything that sports gave us. Uh, so do you think that sports changed your life now that you think about it? Yeah, for sure, definitely, because uh, dancing can learn you a lot of things, and that flexibility, that teamwork skills, and uh, being a part of something uh, bigger and something that you can improve yourself, you can challenge yourself all the time that you are uh, part of it, and it's something that you can never replace it. And it's a it's some kind of safe place, but as well is a thing that keeps challenge, challenging you, and it's kind of a you're you're not gonna stop because that is your keep you developing you, and yeah, it's like an addiction, but in a way that. <laughs> keeps you motivated and keep you creative and I think that it's good for being creative because uh, some people struggle with that part and that skills but when you're part of something like that your ideas are more advanced and you can develop yourself in many aspects of life and not only while you're performing but in real life and I definitely recommend for uh, youngsters and students in um, schools just to follow their passion and keep going what makes them um, alive, what makes them even more productive. And yeah, that's the key, not stop uh, following, to continue following your dreams. Yeah. Well, I think that's unavoidable. That something like that, it, it shapes you as a person. Sport definitely shaped me, shaped my path, shaped my character. Um, it teached me what is it, how, how to be responsible, how to work in a team. Um, it helped me develop my creativity. It helped me see the world. Um a very different perspective than if it wasn't for dances. Um, it helped me build friendships, friendships for life, and I would not change it for a thing. Mm-hmm. And I could add something else, and that is these people that you build relationship with, they are the people that keep motivating you and 
this is the atmosphere and environment that uh, makes you think even more critical and that uh, level of understanding is not only about the basics but more about what you're gonna keep in your life what you're gonna share what you're gonna leave and this is important skills that you you need to learn and i think that is the the place when you uh, face the difficulties and you can uh, cross them even better if like from your perspective now what sport do you think that you're going to practice in your next life do you think it's going to be again dancing or do you think that you are going to try something else um should i go first yeah okay so i like dancing but if i have a next life i won't try something else <laughs> and i will probably choose gymnastics because I really I really love it. I love watching it and feel like that this is a missed opportunity of mine to see how far I can go into this direction and um I th- I think that I, if I if I have started no if I have continued back in the days probably right now everything could be different. So in the next life I will give it a try definitely and <laughs> pursue my passion for it. Um to be honest I love swimming and I would <laughs> keep uh also dancing but I love water. <laughs> I, I love swimming as well and I probably that would be my another kind of sport that I would practice and yeah. Okay. So this is my last question for the night and probably my favorite one. But what's the best piece of advice you've ever gained from your coaches? Uh for me probably it's not the best advice that I know, but the first thing that came to my mind is that my coach has oh, uh, has always been saying that uh, especially in dancing you need you you have to Uh, remember the things not only in your mind but <laughs> you also need to keep uh remembering the things in your butt because wha- uh, when you you have your movements uh through your body that you have experienced that um expression that um that energy once you have done it it's something different while you're performing on stage and it's easier and that freedom comes from there and it is essential the repetition and rehearsals are really big deal when it comes f- to performing and you need to be confident first on uh, on rehearsals and then you have to present the final product it's not only okay i will do it on the stage it doesn't matter what is going to be the thing is you need to be really prepared before you go out on stage and yeah this is a kind of advice in life as well you need to be confident but in a way that you know what you're going to do and how you're going to perceive that yeah I think that the best advice that my uh, coach gave me was you are your greatest judge and your greatest supporter so your success depends entirely on yourself be smart with, with which side you choose 
and she gave me this advice like 10 years ago. I still hear it loud and clear in my head and it has definitely helped me with a lot of life choices and she was a very smart woman like <laughs> I realize it right now because this is not advice for dancing it's advice yeah, for life that's advice for you know finals week <laughs> midterms week <laughs> yep. y- you choose if you want to study or if you don't want to study exactly um okay so I think that was that was the do you have any concluding thoughts I have a final question for you. Of course. <laughs> what is your sport that you would be practicing if you have been in another life? I have. Uh, I would always be in be into athletics, <laughs> like maybe different types because I used to compete in like sprinting, one hundred meters, and in long jump. My mom has competed in a high jump, and she, like a lot of coaches and people. Uh, they have thought that I would probably be good at it too because I'm pretty tall. Uh, but I never... So you had to be at least 16 to compete in long ju- uh, in high jump, I think. So I never got to that stage. But I would definitely... Like, my heart is in athletics. I wouldn't change it for anything. Stubborn <laughs> forever. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for the question, actually. It was... It, no one asks me <laughs> questions here. <laughs> Something different. Yeah. Yeah. Something for a change, so... Uh, so thank you all for being here with us tonight. Uh, we had a lot of fun preparing this episode and executing it, obviously. Uh, I hope you had the same, uh, you, you ex- uh, experienced the same with us. Um, and for me, it's always a pleasure. Uh, I hope for my guest, it was a pleasure too to be here tonight. And actually, we have a special request from Georgia. So we are going to play uh, the next song, the first song after we finish. It's going to be Deja Vu uh, by Beyonce and Jay-Z. It's a song that she wanted to be played on air. Um, And yeah, I thank you everyone who was here with us tonight, who tuned in for uh, my show and for for my amazing guests. Thank you you for being here tonight and helping me with this project of mine and this semester the show will be uh bi-weekly because i have six courses guys and um i'm pretty overwhelmed so i will see you in two weeks i will hear from you in two weeks and till then listen to radio aura listen to the decafs and i can't wait to be here again bye bye everyone bye 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 (laughs)